Hello and welcome to the Corporate Escapist TV show. I'm your host, Christine Ennis, and I'm so excited to have the very beautiful Tracy joining me today. Tracy is an incredible woman. She is a fearless change maker. And I just love that because I just know her passion and energy and what she delivers is just you know, something that all women need to have. Um, she is an incredible coach, a speaker, an author, and she really works with you to bring out your best in motivation, resilience, and also your confidence. So welcome, Tracy. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you, Christine. Thank you very much. It's an honor to be here. Oh, look, I'm really excited about the conversation we're going to have today and really talk about, you know, resilience and how women can be, I guess, resilient in work or resilience at home and sometimes mm. we're maybe not in that sort of alignment um, with it but how we can really use that and you know bring it to every single day um, in our life mm. yes and, and that's a really good um, uh, statement you've just made because we are all at different levels in terms of our resilience which depends on our ability to bounce back mm. so to give it a very very simple def definition Resilience is about our ability to draw on our experiences and the opportunities we have or can put ourselves into to literally bounce back. And sometimes that can take us a bit of time and sometimes we need a little nudge. Uh, and so what I've done is uh, I've developed a, a mindset roadmap to help people uh, build their resilience because you don't, you're not born with it. It's something you can build and grow. Uh, so with resilience, we, we can have two different types of mindset and that will determine right from birth how we operate during our lives. So we can have a fixed mindset or a growth mindset. And with a fixed mindset, we believe that we are what we are, we're born with what we are and we can't change. And this is a lot of people in, in, in the world. The reason being because when we're born, we're born with that immediate um, ability to, to survive and we do that as a baby by demanding attention to be fed, to be kept warm, to be clothed, um, bathed, etc., etc. So that gives us uh, an ability of power. And from that power, some people develop in their family in accordance with the roles they have in their family they can develop uh, to uh, take on the roles that they're given or rebel like me, uh, be a, a disruptor or rebel against those roles. So a lot of people take the easy, the easy path, which is follow the rules of power. And it's a terrible word, power, but the rules of power in the house or the family and how the family run. So most of us are brought up with routine and, and it's re relatively strict in terms of you do this, 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 you have to go to school, you have to eat breakfast, you have to go to bed at this time, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And, and so it becomes ingrained in us and then that becomes all that we know. So when we talk to other people, our conversations are more from a base where we want that person to do what we want them to do. So whether we're in business or in our private life, unbeknown to us, this inherited our power base will dictate how we um, how we converse with people, and what what result that has is how people react to us. So if we're deemed as too powerful, 
then people will will push back against us and we will find we'll have confrontation and so many people find that especially in the business world or the work life that they struggle with people and people struggle with them because of this notion of power yeah I think it's really, you know, I, I noticed like, especially in myself and I look back into my corporate world is that I probably wasn't as resilient as what I am in my personal life because I've had some challenges obviously in my personal life and I've been able to really draw upon those. So whenever I get that little bump in the road, I sort of know, okay, well you can handle this. But then obviously I don't know whether or not it was because of my corporate identity that I had, you know, going in there that I was a you know, a different person. And when I say different person, it was more the fact that I was trying to show up as somebody else with somebody what I thought that they needed in that corporate role. So I have a feeling that, and let me know if I'm right, that when we are not being authentic as well, especially when we're going into our corporate world or into our job as such, Mm. that we can't Mm. actually bring on that resilience as well, because we're not actually Mm. showing our true characteristics um, at work. It's a really good statement that you've just said there and you're absolutely correct. So when we leave school, we are not taught how to interview to be ourselves. What we're taught is how to interview to meet the needs of the um, the governing body of, of the business who we want to go into or any, any site that we want to go into. And therefore, we won't step forward. We won't put ourselves out there because we don't want to because we're actually fearful. We don't want them to see what we think is not our best side. And that's a big mistake. And that's why so many people struggle with resilience right from school, because school doesn't provide us with that ability. And then you've got teachers teaching the students who are not resilient. So you've got this cycle. And so really, when it comes down to the education system, the curriculum isn't up to date. It's about two decades behind and probably more in terms of meeting the needs of the new age, the new generation and what they need, and even people like you and I. So uh, from my world, um, I left my um, corporate, corporate world of being a high school principal for 38 years uh, in, a, in a government system. And I left with um, um, uh, absolute knowledge, really firm knowledge, that few people were resilient who were employees and they could not connect because they could not speak with confidence to talk about their real selves. So being authentic is absolutely imperative. And that comes right back to how do we do that? How, how do we do it? Because we're not going to go for a job that we have to have a job. We have to have a job to make ends meet and have a wage. But being authentic in ourselves is is actually being able to connect with others by having our own needs met first. So that sounds a bit selfish. But if you put yourself out there as who you are, uh, for me, in my world, as you can imagine, as a principal, when I suspended a student, no parent was going to hug me and say, oh, thank you, Jason. That was so good. That was great. You know, thank you for suspending my student for smashing someone's face in. Uh, and um, so there has to be that ability where you are, um, you set your boundaries and you, you speak from your heart and you speak from what you know is right or wrong. And people are um, 
due to the um, click-like tag world we're in with social media, everyone's happy. Everyone's, oh, you're wonderful. You're, well, the world isn't like that. No one's wonderful. And, and yes, there are very difficult things we have in life. And instead of pushing back against them, which a lot of people would do, so to use my analogy as a good one, as a high school principal, you know, the days aren't easy. Uh, you spend every single day counselling someone, whether it be a parent, a student or a staff member, and you've got a lot of them. So my, my day was like um, appointment, 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 back to back, back to back, back to back. And it was the same thing I was hearing all the time. So with that, in terms of accepting who we are and accepting our, our um, weaknesses is something, is a good place to start. And, uh, and especially when you're in, in that corporate world and you're looking to leave, as you said, how do we prepare ourselves to do that? It's mm, good. I think there's so many powerful things in that because especially, you know, I mean, we've both worked in sort of corporate, um, you know, the environments and you are dealing with lots and lots of different personalities as well. Mm. And, mm. you know, I had a conversation yesterday and we we're talking about how sometimes you may have to shift your personality just a little bit just to be able to connect with that other person. Yeah. But it's also making sure. And what I loved about that is knowing your own boundaries and also knowing your values. And I think if you have those very, very clear, because that is also part of your authenticity, because when you know what your boundary is and what you're willing to accept and what you're willing to, you know, bring or allow into your sort of world or your circle, that that also allows you then to really start to be authentic. It allows you to speak more from the heart. It allows you to, you know, put a stop of when you're going to say, well, no, that's, you know, that's yeah. not for me. Um, and yeah. I think that is one of the things that also needs to be taught quite a lot. And, you know, mm. if we can start having those types of conversations, I think that will then allow the more the resilience to come through because you've got that solid foundation that you know you can sort of bounce back from because you've already got that um, and then it allows yeah. you to sort of, you know, springboard back up just that little bit easier um, as well. Absolutely right. And what, and what I found, find in life and, 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 and given that I am a baby boomer, so I was born in 1960, so my, my generation was you were seen and not heard. So we weren't given the ability to have really connecting conversations at the dinner table you literally sat there and you know if you didn't hold your knife and fork correctly it was all about you know being seen and not heard so one of the problems we have in our schools and our education system the way we're brought up or bringing up our kids or the way and, and I like to use my analogy of my work because it's probably the best um, and the most uh, I've had but we we what we want to do is praise the child all the time or praise the teacher or praise the parent for an activity they've done. And an activity is something that should be done. That you don't need praise. You know, you, you say, for example, you'll write your, your lesson plans and your curriculum um, previews, etc., and you need to have them done by such and such date. And then all of a sudden, someone's back world comes in. Oh, I can't do that. Oh, you know, little Johnny's this at home or this. It's not about what's happening at home. So we don't need that praise uh, to do something that, that is an expectation. And this is what happens in, in our school systems. We praise for, for doing an activity. We should actually be praising for the effort put into mm. it. And that is the, the difference. And if you praise, whether that be parents, students, 
or, or staff members, if you praise for the effort put into it, that is what will make you resilient because that is what I call your PB, your personal best. You work against yourself. You don't worry about what other people think. Too many of us, and social media is a big problem for this, too many of us are comparing ourselves with everyone else instead of ourselves comparing with our own standards. So we need to set that standard. And yeah. this is where everyone struggles with failure. So say I have a staff member who, who repeatedly fails to do um, a program which must be in by a certain date. They're paid for that. That's their job description. But they will um, struggle and scream and rebel because they don't want to do it. And that could be because they don't know how to do it or they don't feel good about it or they just need to seek help and they're not asking for it. And this is one of the problems we need to do, teach people, and whether they be young people or older people or whatever age or gender or culture, we need to teach people it's about effort. Mm. And effort is what builds your resilience. So, yeah, it's a good one, isn't it? <laughs> oh, I, look, I love it because I know that when my son was at school, you know, he he didn't fit the norm. Like he, you know, he works with his hands. He's not, you know, don't give him a textbook, you know, all that sort of stuff. And then I noticed that, you know, once he started going to TAFE, like, you know, everything changed because he was working with his yeah. hands, but it was yeah. the effort that he was putting in. And that even though he didn't get the, you know, the A's and all that sort of stuff, it was yeah. that, you know, look, I know that this was a struggle for you to, you know, sit down and mm. do this assignment. So, you know, fantastic. But I think also too, you hit on a really good point especially for when we're in business because we have this comparative like we compare all the time you know mm. to so many people and you know I'm you know with social media it's it's so accessible for us to be able to do that yeah. but yeah. we have to learn to stay in our own lanes and just remember that because we are so unique and we're all individuals yeah. is that you know what I do what you do there is really no comparison, you know, to it because there's different coaches out there. There's different mentors out there. There's, you know, people with different color hair. Like, I mean, what we should not be comparing. We just need to learn to stay in our own lane, but also I guess the motivation and part of the resilience comes into the factors with what you said is the effort that you're putting in there. Because when you put the effort in there and you're staying in your own lane, you're being authentic, you're showing up as yourself. That is when you're going to build your confidence, but you're also going to become resilient because you know that you've stuck in that particular lane. You're stuck to yourself yeah. and you've been able to, you know, deal with what comes up with it as well. Mm. And that's exactly right, Christine, because when I mentioned earlier about the, the mindset, we are all born with a growth mindset. We're not, we're not taught that though, and, and that's, that's not your everyday knowledge, but it needs to be. Because what that means is we can change. We can change every single day and we can grow every single day. So if we read X number of books, Tony Robbins is a big one at that. If you'll find all the old philosophers will tell you, you keep improving your intelligence and you keep growing your mind, then you will grow your self-esteem because of that. And then you'll put yourself out there to try different experiences. So I was talking, you know, I'm, I'm just done two, two days training in scalp micropigmentation, as I was telling you. And I was talking to some of the students in there with me in the class about some of my experiences uh, that I've done with 
um, scuba diving or, or this or that horse riding or, you know, um, with my sister with her race horses the other morning. And so for me to put myself out there and to try different experiences is the norm for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and whereas for a lot of people, they go, oh, wow, that's a lot. Well, it might seem a lot to them, but it's actually not to me because I crave that growth mindset all the time. And so when you crave the growth mindset, you are not scared of failure. And everyone I meet is scared of failure. And that's okay. That's, that's, that's something that, that's inherent in a lot of people. Once again, it's the way we're brought up. You fail, and there, there it is on, on your school report. You didn't get an A+, plus and oh, boy, oh, boy, imagine your self-esteem there. So we've got these, we've got these report cards that are all um, basically hammered out on, on a machine, and they've all got standard machine answers that mean sweet FA. They, 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 they don't mean anything to the parent or the kid. All they do is just tick a box for the department. So there's your first problem with failure. And then the kids will go home, oh, you didn't get an A, you didn't get this or you didn't get that. And um, all of a sudden, I'm not good enough. So there still needs to be your personal best. And, and that's what we should be mapping. And, and, you know, something as simple as, like, I have a spelling test every day. So in high school, the concept of having a spelling test every day in every single subject, so you have science, right? First five minutes of every science lesson, you get three a week. We'll pick five spelling words out of the science curriculum. And you watch the Queensland data in terms of spelling will grow exponentially. But we don't do it. We don't do it. And, it's, and it really is quite sad. It's that simple growth mindset. And people push up against it because they don't want to. They perceive it as being hard or they're scared of failure. Mm. Yeah. I really like, you know, we're scared of failure because, you know, like there's, there's a lot of challenges that I've gone through over my life, you know, with, you know, failed relationships, you know, obviously filing for bankruptcy, like all these different things, but it is that change mindset because I could say, oh, I failed. However, I can see this now what you know, I say that I'm in the growth mindset because I see it as a learning lesson. I learned yep. so much more about myself. I've learned so much more about how I can handle change. I've learned so much more about how not to be in those particular situations and all that again. Mm-hmm. But it's not until you, you know, realize that, but you don't see it as a failure. You see it as a learning lesson. And I Beautiful. think there is so much that we need to actually just incorporate. And that's just in our yeah. personal life, but also in yeah. business, because not everything is smooth sailing. And it's no. the same with children. Like it's nothing is ever going to go according to plan. And, mm-hmm. you know, we just need to learn that it's a learning lesson. You know, what can we learn from it? And I mm-hmm. really like encourage that, especially with my clients, I say, okay, well, if we want to change your mindset, if we want to, you know, get you to you know see your full potential don't stay in the victim mode as such let's turn it around and let's go what is the lesson that we've learned and Mm. it becomes so much more powerful instead of using the word failure I love it I love what you're saying there you've captured it perfectly and it's the reduction how to reduce that sense of helplessness Mm. and you you just picked it totally and that is exactly right too many people, uh, and we've got the tall poppy syndrome in, in Australia that's alive and well, and that is half the problem. So in my department, after 38 years in a an department of education, 
predominantly in the bush where, you know, the, the traditional male sort of um, uh, culture is that as a female principal for a start, <laughs> you can imagine the sorts mm -hmm. of troubles. And so they want to see you fail. So your colleagues want to see you fail. They, they become competitive. And for no other reason than it's simply, um, why not knock uh, or you know, flick off the person at the top because mm -hmm. you can't. And that, that's a big problem. And then you've got your conspiracy theorists. And, and we see that all, all the time. Um, you know, and, I, and I'll just use uh, an example. I, I was uh, talking to some people the other day and, and they were saying they're vegans or whatever and talking about different styles of eating and everything. And I said, oh, I eat meat. Uh, and, um, and, you know, brought up in, you know, on a farm in the bush. And so, yes, I, you know, I'll grow my own meat in my backyard and eat it. Um, and then it was just like shock and horror. And, and because the, the trend is at the moment, well, we don't eat meat because, you know, they, they eat this and they use all the air. What a load of hogwash, absolute hogwash. And where do you get this information from? The internet, because the internet is right. The fact is people want to mind their own business. If they want to eat whatever, eat it. But mm. when they start um, you know, trying to push their beliefs on everyone else, then you have a lot of people will crumble under that. Mm. So that's where we need to build our resilience, as you said, to, to learn not to be helpless and not to fall into that victim mentality. Mm. And that's where those, a lot of those people come from, a victim mentality. Now, I don't eat meat, and I'm only using that because it's a really out there um, subject so and that's what I do I disrupt I disrupt the norm mm. so I'll pick pick those subjects that upset people on purpose because I'm not afraid to have that that conversation and we need to we need to be able to have that conversation without the power of making people do whatever I respect whatever people other people eat I, I really couldn't care less what other people mm. eat whatever they want but for me I I'm going to eat meat whenever I feel like it and I might only eat you know, lamb once a week or chicken once a week, whatever. It really doesn't matter. It's what I want to do. But it's that that issue of the victim mentality and people lock into that victim mentality and hide in it very easily. It's a really comfortable zone. And, and you know, I can, I can see those people a mile away. I can see them walking along the street, literally pick one up and see. You can tell by the face, the way they stand, the way they hold themselves, where they speak. Um, that they're in that locked into that victim mentality. And that's mm. why we need to work very, very hard in our education systems across the nation in terms of mindset mm. and, and looking at what those psychologists wrote from years ago, like Maslow and his hierarchy, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, there's so many of them that, that are still very pertinent today. So, yeah, yeah. mindset's a big one. Yeah, I think it's, mm. I think it's um, you know, if we go back and, you know, to be able to have solid foundations and that is, you know, knowing about what your own values are, what you're going to stand yeah. for. Um, and, you know, I mean, I've even created my own personal, you know, mission statement and just like a big business yes. will, you know, I have that myself. And I think the more that we, you know, have these conversations, the more that we can spark the conversation that hopefully that will then start to, you know, have that ripple effect around the world so that people can, you mm. know, either implement mm. it within themselves, implement it with their family, and then, you know, hopefully it will go further. But I really love the fact that, you know, you're here and just, you know, really being fearless about 
about the different conversations that we need to do and have that good shake up because it, it is needed. And, it you is, know, yeah. um, the one thing that I really want to touch on what you said before is that we're so um, able to sit in our comfort zone. And mm. as human beings, mm. we are not designed to step out of our comfort zone. It is actually mm us being motivated to push ourselves yeah. that little bit further and mindset plays such a big part of that so that if you're able to go okay well i push myself i want to try this new activity or i want to try and learn something new yeah. that yeah. comes from the change mindset but it also means that we're going to be out of our comfort zone and that's when mm -hmm. growth really does happen yeah, it's like you're reading my mind, Christine. You, you're exactly right. And, and you know, I watch so many. Um, oh, obviously, I have to be all over social media because of my businesses, and I have three. Uh, so one of, one of the things I notice is that people will be quick to say, oh, you know, go out and go to the gym and do that. But, but what they don't realise is it's all well and good to say that, but a lot of people, as you say, are locked into their victim mentality, literally locked into their houses. And to actually leave the house and go and get a gym membership, which they might not be able to afford, and actually walk into the gym with a mob of strangers is really, really difficult. So what I came up with is what I call my five micro habits. And, and this is a, an absolute guarantee that you can start to change your mindset. And all of these micro habits are leveraged on a morning routine. So there's no excuse. And any family can do it. Any person can do it and you should be doing it and you, sh and you should be doing it with your kids. And I wonder if I've got a quick moment to tell you what yeah, my five Yeah, please do. I, I, I'm such a big believer in morning routines and it literally yes. changed yeah. so much um, in how yeah. I operate during the day. So that's, I, I can't wait. Great. Thank you. So my, my belief is that if, if you want to change your mindset, and you want to really work at your growth, then you do it on little tiny increments. You don't give yourself some great big goal and say, I'm going to do this, and, and, it, and it fails. Obviously, we see that all the time. We hear it all the time with weight loss. So for an example, my five micro habits that I teach are leveraged on things you'll actually do in the morning, so you can't not do them. There's no way to excuse yourself. So the very first micro habit I teach uh, my clients is when you wake up in the morning, the very, very first thing you do is you don't look at the clock. You roll onto your back and you stretch out on your back. And I actually have people lie on the ground and do it. And what I say is that um, you put your thumb as if you had a bra strap, you stick your thumb on your chest under your bra strap. So I'll just stand up for everyone. So you stick your thumb there and you'll be lying down and then you have 10 deep, breaths in through your nose and out through your mouth 10 10 deep breaths and if your thumb is moving while you're doing that then you're doing it correctly so you reposition your thumb and you have a nice stretch now something as simple as that is harmless there's no mind in this universe that can say uh, I can't do it unless of course you're extremely ill or bedridden in hospital etc but your average person who's able can do it 10 deep breaths in through the nose out through the mouth turn around and sit up the next mindset the next micro habit is you should have a glass of water on the sideboard next to your bed and which will be at room temperature so the science there's all science behind all of these things you're doing pick up that glass of water and drink it 
So then you've, you've just done two micro habits without any effort at all. Any, everyone can walk to bed and put a glass of water or a little bottle or any, whatever you want, the screw top on it next to your bed. And then you get up and it's really obvious everyone has to go to the toilet when you get up out of bed. The minute you stand, everything's just going to run south. So that's good. Go to the toilet. Go to the toilet and when you turn around and flush the chain, you're going to do five squats. So when you're at the toilet, you're going to do five squats. Really easy. Everyone can do five squats. And so what we're doing is we're leveraging that habit with going to the toilet in the morning. So mean, as soon as you've been to the toilet, drop down and do five squats. Then, of course, you should go to the hand basin and wash your hands. Most hand basins have a mirror in front of them. Look into the mirror. So we're coming to our fourth micro habit now. Look into the mirror and look right into your own eyes and you say, it's going to be a fantastic day or it's going to be a great day today. And you're going to say that because we know, we know the science behind all these things is if you tell your brain that, then your brain believes it because your brain is run by you. It doesn't run you. So you're telling your brain, it's going to be a great day today or I'm going to have a great day today. So there's your fourth micro, micro habit. Nothing difficult with all that. And then the next micro habit I do is I have uh, three kilo weights. And I walk straight back into my bedroom from the bathroom and I'll lift the three kilo weights, 10 um, weights. And it's really great for the muscle definition on my arms. But it's really good for my core, core strength. So you know, if a horse does plow for me, I can hang on. It's really good for anything if I'm lifting things. It's good for my posture, but it's a really good micro habit as well. And it gets rid of the tuck shop arms. So... Five simple micro habits. Now, the, the theory behind it and the thinking behind it, the science behind it all is all positive. So then what would happen, say, in two weeks' time that you do those micro habits, I can bet your bottom dollar when you finish at the toilet, you'll be doing 10 squats mm -hmm. because you can, because you've actually allowed your body to move and it's easy. And then you go and do your weights and you'll be up to 30 before you know it. And all of a sudden, oh, wow, gosh, those arms. I never thought I could change those arms. You can. You can change anything. And your, in, your mindset is changing by just those five habits. And then what you'll find, say, in a month's time, that you can do your five squats anywhere, absolutely anywhere. And, and, and I, I could be literally in shopping in an in a aisle in Woolies if I feel like doing some squats because I feel a bit, you know, cramped up or tired if I've been on the road, I'll do them. I couldn't care less who's watching because they're harmless. They don't hurt anyone. And what you do is you're actually growing your own core strength by doing that. Yeah. That's the big thing. I love that because mm -hmm. it's just five things that you would normally do in the morning that you can then just incorporate, you know, these things in the daily routine. So I really encourage anyone watching, you know, make sure you write this down. Yeah. I'll put this down um, below so that everyone can, um, yeah. you know, follow them as well. I'm going to also put links to your website as well so that people can reach out yes. to you. So as we wrap yeah. up today, what would you say that for anybody who's thinking of, you know, wanting to go into business for themselves and, you know, really wanting to, you know, make sure that they've got their motivation and resilience or their confidence, you know, um, ready to face it because it is a lot starting a business. What would you give mm. like one piece of advice for somebody? 
The biggest piece of advice I would be uh, giving to anyone, everyone would be find a mentor, someone who isn't going to tell you what to do, someone who will guide you into helping you. And they, they're not a friend. They are literally your mentor. Yeah. And so you, they will have the hard conversations with you. Yeah. That's what I'd be saying. And don't be, don't be scared. Just go forth and have a go. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Okay. I absolutely love this conversation. I really think that this is going to give people so much information like to sort of take away with, but that they can have these sort of easy steps to implement into their daily routine. That's really going to start that, you know, shift yes. in their mindset as well, which is really, you know, what we need to focus on, um, you know, for yeah. us to, you know, really be the best version of ourselves so mm. that, you yeah. know, um, easy steps that you can do, create the change in mindset, but for you then to be the best version of yourself. So thank you so much for joining us today, Tracy. I'm like really grateful that we've been able to have this conversation together. That, that's very kind of you. And, and what I'll do specifically for your clients today, for your, for your watchers, I'll give them a free PDF of my mindset um, roadmap. So I'll send that to you so that you can put that on your site as well. And I think it's a lovely gift that I can give away to, to everyone today. So Beautiful. thank you, Christine. And no, to your viewers, thanks for listening. All right. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, for joining us today for this episode of the Corporate Escapers TV show. I'm your host, Christine Innes, and we'll see you all next week. Great. Thanks. <laughs>